It's time for Other Strangeness, hosted by me, Psycho Andy. Get in touch with the show by messaging me at otherstrangeness at gmail.com or at Strangeness Talk on Twitter. All right, let's get strange with Val Hoshberg, who is the creator of the online comic series Mystery Babylon. Val, how you doing today? Hi, good. Doing good. good. Feel good. Yeah? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Real good because 2020 is almost over. It's almost done. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty good news for a lot of people, I would imagine, right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm ready yeah. for this year to be done forever. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so, Val, you created Kick Girl and Mystery Babylon. I did. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about that and then we'll get into it? Uh, sure. So I started making comics. Oh, gosh, I, I don't remember the year offhand, but um, I started making um, basically I wanted to make a manga book is what mm -hmm. I wanted. I wanted to, like, I was really into manga at the time. This is the age of like, you know, uh, Tokyo Pop was all the rage. And I wanted a manga book on my shelf that matched all the other books. So I started making Kick Girl, mm -hmm. uh, which mm -hmm. is the story of a really cranky girl. Um a very teen angst. It still is teen angst. <laughs> I'm like 37 now, but it's still full of teen angst. Started doing black and white manga. Um, decided, uh, I kind of got frustrated with it. And then I, I did the artist thing where I like took a year off. And I was like, I hate this. And then I started over, kind of started over with Mystery Babylon, which is my ongoing series. And it's been 10 years now. So yeah. I don't, there, no more like, flipping a table and, and saying no <laughs> so i've been doing it for a long time um it's still canon with my old work but my old work is like really embarrassing to look at now i'm sure every artist thinks that like it's so I, old now yeah i mean <laughs> don't look at that don't look at that <laughs> um i i will say i don't think that your kick girl comics look that bad uh Thank i think they, i think they look really good um but I also completely understand looking at your old work and all you see is the mistakes. Yeah. And, oh, I could have oh, drawn yeah. this better. This line could have been here. Why are there so many lines here? I get that. I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. I guess I look back at it and appreciate it because I was still like learning. I was still like figuring out. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was using Manga Studio, which became Clip Studio at the time. Okay. So that's that's that program has improved as well. So it's like kind of, I can look back and appreciate like I was figuring things out. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. yeah and then so so kick girl is your your teen angst cranky girl but it became yeah. mystery babylon and mystery babylon is a very different despite having the same lead character is a very different series yes very different yeah it's like it's kind of like i hate to say post-apocalyptic because that kind of brings about like a mad max sort of fallout sort of thing right. but it's more like it's so far past the apocalypse that it's like society is rebuilt and it's different it's like almost roman mm -hmm. again um they have gods based on superheroes so it's a very like superhero angel devil angsty drama comic it's it's goofy i don't know like genre <laughs> angsty angsty goof comedy sure yeah 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 um it's it's a lot of fun i enjoy it i'm i'm not entirely caught up uh i so one of the things that's great about your comic is it's wonderful to read in chunks yes um one of the unfortunate things about comics that are great to read in chunks is that when you're posting a page a week, it, and this is not an attack on you personally, this is just, you know, how online comics go, right? Like comics yeah. take a long time to make and draw, especially 
at like the skill level and the amount of detail you're putting into everything. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, as a result, I kind of just wait until you put a new chapter in print. So the, the truth that that's the true way to read it. I think um, the webcomic, it's painful to read one week at a time, uh, one page at a time. Cause yeah, it's not really intended to be read that way. It's not like a comic strip. It's like an ongoing continuing thing. Mm -hmm. And I try to end it, you know, so every page doesn't end like mid sentence, unless it's supposed to be, unless I am torturing someone, I guess, sure. but like, um, <laughs> like, uh, it's meant to be read as a graphic novel. And I think I do it as the webcomic more for, um, keeping me, uh, what's the word? Like making me do it, <laughs> um, accountable, yeah. I guess that's the word. I'm making yeah, myself yeah, yeah. accountable. Cause I'm like, Every Monday, I need to have a page done. And as long as I do that every Monday for forever, I'll have a book done a year. So I kind yeah. of do that for myself. So it's, but it is not the best way to read. Um, some comics are like, um, I don't know if you've heard of the webcomic. I'm like, there's Laura Olympus. This is when I read. Okay. And it's like a very, it's a webtoon. So it's one of those ones where you kind of scroll vertically and you kind of like read it. And it's like, every time they update, it's like almost like a whole little chapter on yeah. its own and i'm like yeah. that's amazing i can't do that though <laughs> i'm just like one person <laughs> in my style yeah it just i it takes me too long i i would i wish i could do that but. no but that's that's another whole thing is like you you do all of it right you write it you draw it you you do the pencils you do the i mean it's digital yeah. but pencils and inks you know yep. colors lettering like that's it's all you're you're a, a one woman show yeah yeah. That's I, my joke. My joke is always like, there's no one to blame but me. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but that's, that's like, I think that's super commendable. Like it is, it is really impressive to be able to have all of those skills. Um, and it like, that just increases the amount of time it takes to make everything, you know? Yeah. Like I've, you know, I, I Hawk and Croc has always been done with a co-writer uh, eh, almost always done with a co-writer. Um, and like, so that cuts down the amount of time it takes me to write things because I have someone else writing stuff while I'm drawing it. But to have to do all of it, like, man, I, I don't know. I don't know that I could keep the page a week schedule. <laughs> yeah, like, um, so what I do is, so writing, I would say is definitely not my strongest suit. Like, I'm, I don't think I'm the worst that ever because I've read a lot of books. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to be like, I'm amazing because I'm really not um, a writer. Um, at least I wouldn't put that on my business card. But I, I try, I, I've been working harder to make my chapters more like there's a beginning and middle and end to them instead of just kind of like cut off mm -hmm. the center around point. And I, I just finished writing chapter 11 and I always take a few days and I drive myself crazy. I get a lot more gray hairs and I spin around in my chair a lot and throw pencils at the ceiling. Oh, no. And, um, <laughs> but um, I sit down and write it all um, because to kind of make it up as you go is like, it, it's tough to do that and have it yeah. fit as a book. It's like, you need to kind of plan out. And that part's always like the most, I think that's like my least favorite part is like yeah. kind of planning out and writing it and making sure everything fits in that 48 pages. Um, and, it, <laughs> but I leave it open so I can change little bits, especially dialogue. I kind of, cause a lot of times I, when I first write stuff, it's super cheesy. Mm -hmm, and I have mm -hmm. a lot of cheesy bits anyway, but um, I'll like leave that kind of open to change as I go. I don't like, set myself in stone into anything but um yeah writing is writing's hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's why i got a, a writer when i started uh, uh, <laughs> i get it um okay so so it all started because you wanted to make manga mm -hmm. 
Um, so what manga were you reading? What was the stuff that influenced you to be like, oh man, I want to make one of these? I loved Dragon Ball Z. That was of probably course. in my Death Note phase is when I kind of started a lot of that stuff. Like I was, oh, I was wow. really into Death Note <laughs> at the time. That was the cool thing. Uh, I also had some, you know, Naruto. I was kind of just getting out of that, out of Naruto and into Death Note. And I also had these uh, Kingdom Hearts graphic novels that I remember oh, I was sure. like really into and gravitation uh, manga stuff. So, and that's kind of like a goofy love comic. Um, okay, yeah, I'm not so Death Note plus gravitation is actually, now that I'm thinking about it, is a pretty good mix of <laughs> what I got okay. going on. So, because um, okay. there's a lot of kind of, I don't want to say it's like dark. It's not like dark like other, I wouldn't call it that, but there's lots of angst and um, uh, inter intercharacter dramas that are constantly going on that yeah. I could kind of see more closer to Death Note um, than I would. Uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Evil characters, evil laughing. okay okay cool um other things influenced me too like uh, i would say like i love video games so you know i always kind of think i always think of dragon age for some reason like i i kind of uh that's a very like drama adventure game Uh, i don't know if you ever played dragon age uh um yeah, I mean, I haven't, but I have enough friends that have that I I, I know what it's about and stuff. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah, it's like one of those like Bioware, like Mass Effect, Knights of Republic kind of game. It's like mm-hmm. so. Um, I always think of that for some reason. I'm writing, um, and obviously, I like Star Wars. If you know me, I love Star Wars, so I make sure to put <laughs> Star Wars quotes in there every once in a while. So, yeah, measure. every so often on your on your social media, there's uh, there's some nice little cute Star Wars art. <laughs> Star Wars fans, we love Star Wars and we hate Star Wars. So, lots of, <laughs> I love Star Wars. I hate Star Wars going on. So, but. oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, what? Oh man, how did how did you discover manga? Um, I don't know. I, like, were you reading were you reading gosh. American comics before that, or, or? so? Yes, yeah, so I I loved American comics. I had growing up. My parents would buy me comics because they would have comics at the, the grocery store. I don't mm-hmm. think they'd, I've never seen that in recent times, but they used to have in the grocery store. So my parents would get me them. I remember having um, Scrooge McDuck comics and Ninja Turtles was huge. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had X-Men. Um, okay. So those are my comics kind of growing up. And I'd never had enough issues that were like consecutive. So I'd have us like random issues, but I love the art. Um, yeah. And, uh, I think I started getting into manga because that's when Toonami was new. And oh, they had sure. Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon. I remember watching, they called it G-Force, but I know it's, what's it called? Like Battle of the, Battle of the Planets? Is that what yeah. it's really called? Well, so, <laughs> yeah, that series is super interesting because it has, it's, it's Gacha Man in Japan. Right. Uh, Science Ninja Team Gacha Man. And then it's been translated to english multiple times under multiple different names yeah it was g-force and i watched it so it always comes right. to mind so that's probably the first like anime i remember kind of watching and okay. yeah i love sailor moon and, and dragon ball z and then i started buying the comics because uh i watched it uh, when i go get home from school yeah so. yeah i uh i actually just bought all those old deke dubs of sailor moon on dvd oh. <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah 
those are those where everyone's you know serena and darian and all of the the yeah. english names that all the you know hardcore sailor moon fans hate yeah that's what um, i like know as. <laughs> i know it's right. so like in my head is yeah i just think of the i guess whatever you see first this is ingrained in your brain yeah um, yeah and i mean i have uh like i have the sailor moon manga and stuff too so like i i'm I, like my brain sort of has to jump back and forth between the two um yeah. but like you know that first those first deke sailor moons were like that was the first stuff that i i watched where i like i knew that it was japanese cartoons um back when we used to call it japan animation because we yes. didn't have the word That's anime. What we called it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah and so like because because that was like you know my first like that's always going to have that special place in my heart yeah uh, and so like i know i know the rest of the world is like no those those dubs are terrible and i'm like yeah but <laughs> I liked it enough that it changed my life. <laughs> it, it really did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also really liked in those that like everyone's voice is very unique and distinct, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. like the Viz, the Viz dub that is out now, like it's a lot more accurate, but like, I can't tell all the voices apart. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but that's me and I'm <laughs> old and crazy. So. Yeah. We're old, curmudgeon-y. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the good old days. We're back yeah. in my day. Yeah. <laughs> Us artists in our 30s. Yeah. Stuck in our ways. Okay, so you mentioned the art in, in X-Men and uh, Ninja Turtles. And yes. uh, so were there any specific artists that you really enjoyed their work on? Or was it just, were you paying attention to the artists at all? And you just uh, Not really. Um I'm thinking back on it like I don't really think I paid attention to the artists and stuff I think I don't even know if I really realized like different artists would jump on and jump off I think sure. I always was mad that the covers never matched the inside because I would pick it based on the cover and then I would get mad and I'd <laughs> open it up and it didn't look the same over uh -huh. uh, that um uh I remember there's one oh gosh I know I don't remember but I remember I got one Batman comic and it really scared me Cause it showed like Batman is like a skeleton dead or Robin was dead. And I just remember that was like, I, I, I want to say it might've even been, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong name and like offend everyone ever. But like, I just remember it was a very more like a dark comic that for some reason my parents let me buy. Oh wow. <laughs> it's like a darker detective comics book. But um, yeah, there's no artist that I can remember like as a child. I, okay. So this is, um, like, this is my controversial now, but at the time, uh, uh -huh. I was, like, in love with Doug to Naple because he made this um, video yeah. game Neverhood uh -huh. in uh -huh. Earthworm Jim. And, like, I would say he's one of the artists that, like, I knew his name, and I was like, I love that. I love that. Uh, I wanted to be like him. And in fact, like, uh, he, basically, he, he changed the direction of my whole life because... I was on his forums as a kid, like he had, oh, he wow. had a website with a forum and he told me that you should come to San Diego Comic-Con, like you should go, like, and um, he's like, I'll look at your portfolio and stuff. And so I went there and because I went there, I ended up moving to Arizona. And so I guess I have him to thank for, um, I idolized him as a child and then he kind of <laughs> convinced me to, to come out west just, to, just for San Diego Comic-Con and then from there on my life. This spiraled <laughs> a whole different way. Okay, wait. So. There's a lot to unpack there. Okay, yeah. so, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so so Earthworm Jim was absolutely one of my favorite video games as well. So yes. like I, I I understand 
Doug Tenapel, and I understand that his political opinions do not yes. match necessarily popular political opinions. Yes, yeah. That's fine. He's not actively going out and hurting anybody, I don't think. He just has opinions that... He's always been very vocal about... <laughs> he doesn't yeah. shy yeah. away from controversy, I guess. That's Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, he, he has... He, he, but his work is great. Yes. And it's hard to... Separate art from artists sort of thing it, sometimes. It yeah. can be. It can be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at one point I was trying to get all of his, all of his stuff until, uh, you know, he kind of revealed himself to be someone I disagree with. Um, right. <laughs> but, you know, like I did get the, the Earth from Jim comic he did last year. Uh, and I, I have, I got on another Kickstarter for volume two as well. So like, you know, yeah. I, I get it. Like yeah. it's yeah. Um, okay. So, so you're from, you're from New York, like upper New York. Yes. Right? I'm from Buffalo, New York is where I'm okay. from. So very, very cold place most of the year. Yeah. And then I moved to Arizona, which is a very, very hot place most of the okay, year. So. so how did going, I, I just, I need to, how did going from. Fill in the gaps. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> like, okay. okay, so Buffalo to visiting San Diego, that oh, makes sense. And yeah. then, and then being in San Diego in the summer where it's beautiful and just the perfect weather all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I get, okay, cool. Hey, I want to be closer to this rather than deal with the snow, but also it's July. So. How does that translate to Arizona? <laughs> so, okay, here's my, here's the story, I guess. It's not, it's not the most interesting story, but this is kind of how no. that happened. Yeah. I, I made a bunch of friends on that forum. Um, mm -hmm. So there's a bunch of artists. A lot of them kind of went on to, to greater things too. Like one of them's like uh, Reagan Lodge. There was, um, uh, I forget his name, but uh, he, Another guy went on to do like Avatar, start like directing Avatar, the last end of oh, Airbender wow. cartoons and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. so and I met some friends. Um, there they did, made videos uh, called West Havenbrook was the name. And that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. They okay. Made these videos at the time called Sock Baby that Doug Tenapel helped produce. It was like a really goofy, like little short videos like before like you know as youtube starting up sort of thing like they were just mm -hmm. goofy little skits where they did action kung fu sock baby and i became friends with them and uh when i went out to san diego i met up with them you know i was i stayed with them we stayed together we went around the shows together okay um, cool, cool i had a sort of i had a <laughs> phrases i had like a sort of relationship with one of them it was kind of like one of those like are we dating? Aren't we dating? I don't know. And then yep, it kind of yep. kind of pulled out sort of thing okay. um, with, with one of them. And at the time, I thought we were all going to move to Arizona together because we met someone who at Comic-Con who's kind of like a, another mutual friend. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I have a job for a, like a TV, um, a TV show. And it was called Jewish Voice. So it was like oh. <laughs> it was a show. Uh, where basically it's like a ministry show sort of thing where it's like basically a show where it's like trying, <laughs> I don't want to say a paint, paint it in a bad light. It was a very, like they wanted to help the children in Africa sort of thing, but it was okay. like, Hey, Jesus was Jewish. So Jewish people like Christianity is really cool <laughs> sort of thing, sort okay. of show. So then they had okay. like a minister and I worked as a graphic designer and basically they hired these guys cause they made videos. Mm -hmm. And so they helped edit the videos. Basically, two of them chickened out and didn't come because you're we all going to move. Four of us were going to move from Arizona to Arizona. Okay. Two of them chickened out. Me and my friend Ural 
are the only ones who were like, we kind of said we were going to do it. We're like, no, we said we we're going to do it. So let's do it. I was fresh out of college. Basically, it was like, try this or work at Burger King, I guess. <laughs> like, I didn't really have any other <laughs> options. So sure. I decided to work for this TV, this TV show doing little graphics. So at the bottom of the screen would have someone's name or like a Bible verse or something. And I was the putting that up on the screen. Okay. That was my job. Like I wasn't like, I wasn't preaching to the people. I was just putting up little blue and white yeah. graphics. Yeah. Um, hey, I, I mean, you don't have to tell me like I have done, I have done a lot of graphic design stuff that like nobody knows that I did. Nobody knows my name was on it because yeah. <laughs> yeah. my name's not on it. Right. Uh, uh, you know, like I, I did a logo for uh, uh s&m company because they needed uh <laughs> they needed a logo nobody knows that i yeah. did that until yeah. now until now so... <laughs> secrets revealed <laughs> yeah i know i will not tell you which one yeah. um <laughs> i might tell you off the air but yeah. uh you no know, i mean like here's the thing man like when you're an artist and and you're trying to make a living doing art like there are jobs that you take that you don't think you're going to take. Yeah. And it's not that like you're morally opposed to it or anything. It's just like, Oh, I didn't even consider that this was an option. Like, yeah, it wasn't something I was passionate about. In fact, my family's Jewish. So I don't know. I don't think I ever really fully explained what it is. I did. Cause I don't think they, really be, <laughs> I don't think they would, I don't think they'd be mad. They'd probably just feel like head scratching, but like, um, yeah, it was kind of like, Hey, this job opportunity presented itself and I'm, I have no other things on my, you know, this is a good yeah. starting point. Uh, he's yeah. got to start a resume somewhere. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it didn't really last very long. Um, but I mean, I'm really glad I did it because yeah. I'm happy. Oh, mostly happy with life. <laughs> 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 so I, no regrets, I guess. But um, yes. So that guy, she moved out to Arizona and then yeah. you said that didn't last very long. What, what did you do? What happened after that? Where, where, I mean, um, after did you that, end up at Burger King or did yeah, you get more? I didn't work up at Burger King. Um, no shade to anyone who works at Burger King. No, no. Uh, but uh, I basically would, I started doing freelance. Okay. So a lot of the jobs I can kind of remember doing is like I would videotape weddings. Okay. I would do like, yeah, um, logos. I would just do basically kind of whatever little job. Um, I had a friend that I kind of worked with. We were kind of, I don't want to say we're partners, but like he kind of found the gigs and he's like, hey, today we're doing flash animation. I'm like, great. Let's do it. <laughs> and I get money for it. Yeah. Um, and that kind of turned into a bigger thing. Um, we basically got some work from, um, I don't know if you know Pearson Learning. Um, I do know Pearson Learning because I used to work there. Oh, well, there you go. So we did a lot of freelance <laughs> for Pearson. And we would do um, these math, um, kind of math animations. Okay. And it got really big to the point where we needed to start hiring more employees and hiring us hiring contractors and stuff to do these animations and that I did that for a long time. So basically for a while I was kind of like a project manager on these kind of like math, math animations for Pearson, like as a freelance. So I wasn't actually a Pearson employee, but like they basically sent it out to us cause it was a lot of tedious. Wow. Okay. So, I wonder, I wonder if you, I mean the, the, universal chances of this are pretty slim mm -hmm. but i ended up being a, a software tester for them for a while because um, okay. i was out of work and a, a friend you know got me an interview and so i would like to think i got the job on my own merits um <laughs> uh i know i got the interview because of him but i think i got the job because i you know i'm a pretty good worker anyways um <laughs> but i like i just i did a lot of educational 
like elementary school testing, okay. elementary level educational testing. I, 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 part of me is wondering if you did some of the animations that I was testing over and over again for like a year and a half. <laughs> Maybe I did mostly math and those animations were mostly like numbers, like equations kind of filling out. Okay. And I didn't really do a whole lot of fun animation. I did some science ones um, that were kind of okay. more fun artsy ones. But for the most part, I was doing math equations and they would have little pre-built little characters. I remember Maya was the name of one of the characters and they would have these kind of pre-animated motions like you solved the, the you solved it. And it'd be like a little ta-da character. Um, yeah. But I didn't yeah. actually animate those. I, they kind of provided those assets to us. But I okay. definitely did okay. lots of numbers turning blue and highlighting and then. Division. Okay, so like very tedious. Very not fun. Yeah, yeah. well, not yeah. a lot of art. It wasn't very artsy. It was just sure. like super like the font needs to be twelve point and it needs to be this color blue across uh -huh. the across the board. It needs consistency. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, so it's entirely possible that I yeah, saw you some of your some blue seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all my blue seven. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what so that's I spent a lot of weird, a lot of years doing that. So, okay. and then I would do kind of comics. I think that's when I started Kid Girl was kind of like the original one. I was kind of doing that as this, for fun, for funsies, sure. while yeah. doing math, which I hate <laughs> for my yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I mean, like, no, no, you know, hatred towards Pearson or anything. It's just you know, they're Pearson is the company that owns the companies that make textbooks, basically. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're a big multinational corporation that's very good at what they do and they do a lot of things and you know the big corporate structure not always the best place for every person right yeah. so yeah um, I mostly enjoyed my time there uh, so you know whatever it I really what liked I really liked the guys we worked with as far as like you know like um, what do you, what do you call it like the guys we would meet with to talk mm -hmm. about the projects I don't know if you know did you know Greg Ham by chance. Or no? Uh, I do That's know Greg. I, I mean, I I I, <laughs> I saw him at con and then okay. found his cubicle while I was wandering around the office one day. Yeah, so, he's got a fun like, cubicle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, I know, like, I I I knew Greg while I was working there, kind of. Like, we okay. talked a few times, but like, we're not. I, I I didn't keep up with him. Like, we're not. Yeah, but okay. like, yeah, he was the one. He was like my contact. Was Greg, okay. and he was yeah. So I know he moved on to work at Funko now. I think he makes oh, Funko cool. stuff. Oh, so. cool. Good for him. Yeah, I'm like, wow. But yeah, he was he was great. I really like <laughs> I thought it was awesome. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, and it was nothing. I mean, it's it's just like we worked on the same floor, but we had very different jobs and it yeah. was like the opposite side of the floor. So it was like, OK, like we're not, you know, there was just wasn't time to to have contact or anything. So, yeah. um, and like I said, I was doing software testing. It's a so. big building. It's a big building, too. It's a big <laughs> building. Yeah, yeah. Five, and then like people are like oh five stories but like no when you're in arizona like five stories yeah. unless you're in downtown phoenix like five stories is as big as the buildings out here get yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. um man that's that's a what a weird quasi, crazy yeah <laughs> yeah i did not predict moving to arizona growing up i thought it's gonna be in buffalo forever i liked living in buffalo so like the idea like i ended up doing all this like, here i am yeah so yeah that's how life worked out i guess from extreme cold to extreme heat yeah and i'll take the heat <laughs> yeah. i don't have to shovel off my car so that's fair 
that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I moved out to Arizona from Boston when I was just about to turn 14. So I never had to drive in snow. Um, and I never had to, to like, like snow was always just a fun thing for me because I was a kid. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) you have an accent because you don't have one now. I, you know, I always pronounced my R's very hard. Uh, I never did the ah thing. (laughs) Uh, but some of my friends that knew me, like right when I first moved, were like, "No, you had an accent, and you lost it very quickly." Um, my parents, uh, both very much did. My mom has lost hers. My dad never lost his. Uh, <laughs> but when That's we awesome. go back, when we go back, all of us kind of do drop into it. So awesome. <laughs> <laughs> also, anytime I'm out like shopping, like obviously not in 2020, but like anytime I'm, I'm out shopping and someone's just like, "Oh, hey, are you registered to vote?" I'm always just like, oh, "I'm not from here." <laughs> so that's awesome. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Man. Okay. Um. So, so that led to you doing kick girl on the side, and then you said you took the the time off, uh, and you're just doing art full time now, right? Yeah. Which is and... a scary thing right now, <laughs> but yes. Well, yeah. I, I do. I do teaching. I, I do that as well. Um, That's right. Yeah. I, I teach um, at community college. I teach basically um, clip studio almost. I guess I, I make. I teach a making comics class, which basically I try to teach my students basically how to do everything from the layout to the writing to the getting a finished ash can is kind of like my goal, like a little finished book. Okay. Uh, which I found is very difficult <laughs> uh, to do. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot to ask for. Like, in, if you think 16 weeks is a long time, but like no. art takes a long time. So it's like, yeah. yeah, I might adjust that my class a little bit. But, and the other one is um, digital coloring uh, in Clip Studio. So I kind of teach how yeah. to do coloring. And that one's a lot of fun. And I'm going to teach a new class in the spring called publishing, uh, which I, I'm like, I really like kind of hesitated because they asked me to teach it. And I was like, I don't know. Cause I, I've done everything like I'm a self-published person. So I've gone through right. getting my business license and doing a Kickstarter and doing a Patreon and doing Redbubble. And so I've, I have experience like how to do it, but I'm not mm-hmm. like a viral successful social media artist or anything like that. So part of me has kind of got that, like, I don't really know if I should be the one teaching students, like, this is how you're successful. Cause I've, I'm not like a 10, 10 K Twitter person, you know? So part of me's kind of got that, like, I, but they but, assured me that it was they're like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, and I think, I think social media gives us all this weird skew of what is and isn't success, right? Like, here's the thing, man, you've published what, like eight or nine or, or 10 graphic novels on your own now. Yeah. Uh, you've got a bunch of successful Kickstarters as part of that. Like, that's that's more than most comic artists have so you like you have done thus you you are a self-published comic artist like you have done you you are as successful as basically you can be uh and you get to make a living now doing art and you know teaching but like most of your day is spent drawing stuff yeah and that is the best yeah that is the best bit like because i think like they say like what did you do if you win the lottery what would you do i'd be like I would draw all day and I'd go to comic conventions. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, Oh, I'm doing that. Okay. I guess. Yeah. I would just do yeah. it in more style. You know, sure. <laughs> I would right. have a bigger window, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, but I think like it's it's easy to be like, oh, look, this one person, you know, went viral online and they had this one big hit or whatever. But like, you know, I'm not going to ask. I don't know. What's a good one hit wonder musician? Um, You know, I'm not going to ask the spin doctors how to put out. Well, they put out a few records, but like. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're, you're not going to ask Dexy's Midnight Runners how to be a success in America. Like, name a Dexy's Midnight Runner song other than "Come On Eileen," yeah, right? Right. Uh, like, I'm I'm going to go ask you know Collective Soul, who like yeah they had their big radio hits and they're still putting out records all the time. Yeah. You know, like nobody knows that they're doing that except for like their big fans or whatever. But like, yeah, I'm going to go talk to those guys about how to how to make a record and, and keep putting them out rather than the guy who was real big once. Yeah. So I think you're actually kind of the perfect person because you've been doing it for a decade yep. and you keep putting stuff out. So, yeah, Thanks. don't sell yourself. Thanks, don't... Sandy. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do publishing. I should not teach that class. <laughs> Uh, but no, man, like your books have ISBN numbers, like they're, you're doing printing overseas, like you're doing all the big company stuff by yourself. Yeah. So, and I yeah. got a room full of books. <laughs> <laughs> the guest room is nothing but books. Yeah. So, so hopefully next year, we can, <laughs> the world, once the world goes back to normal, hopefully I can sell some of those. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's definitely like, yeah, I've definitely done a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Redbubble is <laughs> a wonderful godsend of a thing yeah. too, right? Because, <laughs> yes, I love Redbubble. Like, they, don't, they don't do the books, but like, hey, I drew a thing and I put it up and people can buy it and then sometimes they send me money. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like there's no overhead. You don't have a room full of t-shirts or stickers or anything. Yeah. So. Yes, that is the best bit about it. And uh, <laughs> actually, because it was Christmas, I had a couple more orders than usual on Redbubble. And um, mm-hmm. I got a few messages being like, um, when is my package arriving? You know, and I'm like, hi, I'm just the artist. So I, <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I'm like, that's not contact customer support because I don't have to deal with none of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, yeah. Yes, out of my hands. Don't want to worry about shipping or, or your order came broken. Not my problem. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Which like. Uh, you know, you don't you don't want that stuff to happen. No, I always right? apologize a lot. Like I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I can't yeah. I I've had some people be like, "Oh, can you offer this on this color shirt?" And I'm like, "Oh, this this doesn't work like Etsy, man. Like I don't I don't make any of this stuff. I just upload the art and people buy it. And we all what's available is what Redbubble has available. Yeah. So, sorry. You know, please contact them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tell them you want that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it's it's a you know it's a mixed blessing I guess. Yeah. But uh, I run I my know. own I run my own store too. I use um Wix like it's like a website you know thing. <laughs> I have my own store, and so that is like yeah, if someone's order is you know like lost in the mail or something shows up damaged, then it's like okay yeah, I do have to <laughs> make sure yeah. to fix it. <laughs> so it kind of is nice to not have to worry about that in that one aspect because yeah, most of the time it's like me making sure to ship everything out and yeah, all, that, yeah. all the other fun stuff you get to do as an artist. That's not all that drawing. unadministrative stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I presume you're at that level where like, you're able to do it for a living, but you're not doing it enough to like hire somebody to take oh, care yeah. of all the shipping and stuff for you. No. Yeah. I have yeah. Scott tape the packages for me. So <laughs> he helps. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, always husband, tape your goodness. Yeah, my husband, he just like, you know, I get the, I do priority mail a lot because that way it's like got tracking and it's you know, a nice yeah. little hard case, like a little envelope thing. And I mm-hmm. say, tape the, tape the <laughs> prepaid, uh, you know, little mailing thing on there. And he tapes it so good. There's never any bubbles. Oh, good. He always tapes it straight, straight lines. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. Good job, Scott. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, having a spouse to help out with anything like that is definitely uh, advantageous. <laughs> I don't have one. Uh, so, you know. <laughs> I recommend it because they can help carry heavy stuff at conventions when there are conventions, like the boxes. He's oh, super man. good at that. He's super good at that. Oh, you know me. I'm a big dude. I'm going to be the one doing all the carrying. <laughs> okay. well, you, can have, you can have your partner be like, good job, Andrew. You're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't get married to have an administrator. Oh, but, yeah, I uh, guess. You know, <laughs> I guess that's true. One can dream, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also downside because he also tells me to, to get back to work. So I have someone being like, <laughs> you play Tropico 6 for like the past three hours. Get back to work. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> accountability damn it dang it oh man um but you've got your you've got all kinds of inlets too right you've got your your wick shop you've got your red bubble you've got your patreon yep uh which i support yes thank you uh i'm working on postcards right now yeah that's that's my favorite piece of mail every month is (laughs) is once a month uh hey guys for anyone who doesn't know you can go to val's patreon which is patreon.com slash kick girl yeah. or is it Val Hoshberg? it's kick girl, kick girl. Oh, okay. okay yeah <laughs> um and for 10 bucks a month val will send you a one-of-a-kind patreon hero postcard uh and in december she takes requests which is my favorite of the 12 that i get every year uh, <laughs> specifically because i am uh slightly egotistical sometimes and so the last three years i've asked her to draw hawk and croc characters and they are the best. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they arrive safely. Sometimes I see pictures where like the mail like just like steamrolls over <laughs> the art yeah. and like hopefully it's showed up in decent condition. So, so those three are all fine. Oh, um, a couple of them have do have like weird smudges on them and stuff. I know that's not your fault. I know that's just hey, you're sending a, a one of a kind drawing on a postcard <laughs> through the mail. That stuff's going to happen. Yeah. It's fine. Some, some um, worker's going to spill coffee all over it. Right. <laughs> Something, I don't know. <laughs> Try to check over it. <laughs> I would say like some snow or rain got in it, but we both live in the Phoenix area and we know there's none of that here. So. <laughs> it's traveling from the desert to the desert. So I don't know why snow. <laughs> but it did. I mean, it did though. <laughs> like, honestly, if you weren't so busy drawing stuff, you could just drop it off at my house. That's true. Like, I guess. <laughs> And save on postage. <laughs> but then you'd be spending that much money in gas. So I don't know if that really <laughs> <fell>. uh, <laughs> um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What other... I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so unprepared for this. Uh, what other tiers on Patreon have you got? Uh, other than that... Like, I know there's like the low tier, like, hey, thanks for helping, blah, blah, blah. But like, and then $10 is where you get the postcards. But I know you have more tiers than that as well, right? Yeah, so um, basically... My objective for the Patreon 
at least as it is right now. And I mean, maybe I would change it or something in time. But my idea was basically it's for my comic and I mm-hmm. didn't want to have a bunch of stuff that took away time from the comic. Um, Cause I know a lot That's of other smart. artists have, they do have commissions or things like that. And I do like commissions, but whenever I do that, I feel like it's taking time away from, I kind of put the comic aside. Right. So my idea was that all my tiers are kind of related to the comic. So tier one is like $1. And then that means you get like little sneak peeks. Cause every week on like social media, I put a little like sneak peek of like one panel, like an up close shot. So yeah. like basically you get that early when I finish a page, like it's just basically a little, you get a sneak peek of like what characters are going to be on that page. Uh, for $2, you can read a page as like as soon as I finish it. So mm-hmm, you'll get mm-hmm. finished. So if I'm really good at making comics, you, I, sometimes I've gotten up to like 10 to 12 weeks ahead. Um, so you'll yeah. like have it like way, way ahead of time. Like um, other times it's like, <laughs> I think I'm like a week or two ahead right now. So you're not like a whole lot ahead, but you get basically you get it first as soon as I finish. Sure. For $3, I send you my work in progress, I guess it's going. So once I get to flats, I'll share my flats and my inks and my pencils and all the rough scribbles um, before (laughs) that. So basically you get to kind of see how I went from scribbles to flats. Um, Sometimes I share like my Clip Studio files or my Photoshop files. I haven't done that in a while, but every once in a while I'll kind of share like, here's my, here's my file, go crazy. Um, And then $5 is kind of like the bonus, like you get bonus materials or things like that. So um, I don't really have too many special things lately, but like if I was to do like a special comic, um, I actually have a comic in the works that's, it's been in basically rough draft phase for a long time. But if I ever get to do that, I would share that with like the bonus, the bonus content people. And then $10 is you and you get like all that stuff and you get the special arts every month. So that's like the one tier that I, like I go extra uh, to draw okay. something special for. And then you get to see all my like, stupid pictures of whatever. <laughs> and I mean, just for the people who aren't comic creators who don't know flats, like that's, uh, that is where the colors are there before you add any shading or highlights or anything. It's just, you know, yeah, like, oh, oh, they're color. in a red shirt, so yeah. it's red. Yeah, and a lot of times I'll be like, here's a purple background, and then on the finished page, it's something else completely. It's... Yeah, like it's a big, beautiful, starry yeah. sky or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's just, it's it's color blocking, so you know where to put colors and stuff. Yes. And uh, I know I know um, some colors at Marvel and DC and stuff, like they actually have people who do flats for them. So they can just concentrate on all of the fancy coloring stuff. And that's like, so flatting is like actually a job that you can get, which is weird. Yeah. Because it's like digital coloring book, kind of. And like with, um, I'm going to, I'm not sponsored or anything, but like, um, do you use Clip Studio Paint by chance? Uh, I, I, at the moment I don't because my day job pays for the Adobe Creative Suite and they let me use it. So... I will uh, tell you, flats used to take me forever. And I, I knew people who said they could do it like in an hour in Photoshop. I I don't have that ability. Sure. <laughs> but Clip Studio is so quick to do flats. Um, so I'll show you some. <laughs> I'll make a video yeah. and put it on Patreon. Yeah. Like flats are great. And it's like, um, goes so much faster compared well, to Photoshop. Is- yeah, the thing about Clip Studio versus Photoshop too is Clip Studio is made specifically for making comics. Yes. So it makes sense that like 
hey, this thing that you're doing in Photoshop, this does it faster. Well, yeah, because it doesn't have like Clip Studio doesn't have all the photo manipulation stuff that Photoshop has. Yeah. Because why should it? It's not a photo shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all the yeah. illustrative stuff that Photoshop does is actually a bonus. Like Photoshop's intended to manipulate photos and to like like you take your photograph and you bring it in and you enhance your photograph and everything else is just like, Oh, you can do this too. Uh, but like, it's become the industry standard for any sort of illustrative, like, yeah, you can do kind of anything in Photoshop now. Yeah. And it's very similar. Uh, like, I feel like they kind of copy Photoshop for a lot of their layout sure and did. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It's very similar, like user interface. So makes it easy to, so and yeah. Clip is not very expensive either. Like it's it's often on sale for like fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. So. It depends too what version you get. Because I know, so I have I bought it twice. Um, I have it once for PC, um, mm-hmm. and that was just like a one time fee. And I forget how much it was, but like I bought it that one time, and then you're done. Mm-hmm. But on iPad, I have it, and that's like it is like a yearly. It's like eighty bucks okay. a year or something like that. I think. Okay. Which is okay. like. Still cheaper than Photoshop, but I I don't know yeah. why it, it's that one's more. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why that would be. Uh, hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I mean the, the Photoshop. I think with the like because Adobe stuff is all subscription based now. I think Photoshop's like twenty bucks a month on its own. Yeah. Uh, so eighty bucks a year is less than half price of Photoshop still. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and if you're making comics, like yeah, that's probably the best way to go. Except. <laughs> my situation is I'm not paying for anything. Yeah, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to take advantage <laughs> of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I, like, I know I'm super lucky to be in that position. Like this isn't me bragging or anything. Like it's just, Hey, this is where I am. So, um, uh, I was yeah. thinking of a video game, like where it's like a perk you got, like, it's like, like <laughs> you yeah. unlocked the Photoshop perk. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I grabbed this flickering star and I got free Photoshop. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, cool, man. Cool. Um, so you just finished 10 years of Mystery Babylon. Yeah. Is there is there an end in sight at all of for that? Or um i it's hard. I think I used to say 12 books. That's not gonna happen. It definitely has to be more. <laughs> but, okay. um, but uh I'm kind of I kind of at a, at a point where writing this chapter, I was like, I feel like I could extend it as long as I wanted. Like, I feel like I could just have them do adventures and sure. like little quests and things like that for a long time. But I think I'm going to start gearing up towards uh, the end. Like, uh, I don't know if anyone, I know this doesn't mean anything to anyone who doesn't read the comic, but like, um, it's all kind of like pointing towards like going to Zion, right? And since the beginning of the comics, like gotta go to Zion, go to Zion. It's a place, a special place. The special, special things are there. And so I think I, I think originally I was thinking I would put it off for a really long time, but it's been so long and it's not necessarily, like I have another comic that I'm like, I want to do this instead, mm-hmm. but I think, I think I would rather start gearing up towards an end. And that way it isn't just going on for another you know, 10, 20 years, I think sure. I'm going to start kind of heading towards a, uh, an ending. It's, it's going to take more than two more books. I know that cause I'm starting chapter 11 and it's not like this is the, close to the end yet, but, right, right, um, right. so I don't really know. I think if I had to guess, I might say like 15 or 16 total. Okay. 
Um, okay. If I had to guess right now, and that could change, but um, yeah, it's definitely not something I want to keep going until. It, it's kind of weird. I, I I don't really think about it too much because I think, what else am I going to do? Um, sure. Right. Right. No, and I mean, no pressure or anything. Oh I'm yeah, yeah. It's something I really. Sometimes I just don't think about it. Like, I think in this in the era of COVID, mm-hmm. I think if I had to re to rework, if I was just starting out, I might not go down this route. I might be like, I'm doing a commission based Patreon, like kind of like a lot of art, other artists. Like every month, I'll draw you this for you know, because without conventions, because I always counted on going to conventions and selling the books, you know? Um, yeah. So now it's kind of like, I guess we'll see how things go. Cause that might, I, it's kind of like since we've got to adapt to what's going on. Right. Right. Like what sold, even at comic conventions, like kind of what sold 10 years ago, isn't going to necessarily sell now times, times always change and kind of interest changes. And uh, that's very true. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, conventions now are very different than they were. I mean, well, conventions in 2019 were very different than they were 10 years earlier yeah uh in that you know 10 years ago you could get into san diego comic-con and (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah now it's like nope i I always have to apply every year for san diego too because i'm in small press and it's like so it's never a guarantee so i was kind of like please let me back and they always give me the same spot but i'm like please let me back in again san diego (laughs) oh no (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, but that is interesting. I, I hadn't considered like, uh, yeah, if I was going to start a new project, um, doing it through Patreon and stuff, because that, yeah, hey, you guys meet this goal and we'll get this much content. Like, yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Um, and that's not that's something that wasn't available even a few years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. I kind of think of like conventions, like when I first started, like you could basically just do prints and be fine. And at this mm-hmm. point before COVID, I was already kind of like planning on switching gears because it's always good to have prints, but like I was gearing more towards like, I wanted to start doing charms. I had like, I kind of, I paid, I bought a bunch of charms of cute little characters and stuff and like gearing up for this year. And I was like already planning and kind of changing kind of what I was offering because prints aren't as big as they used to be. Cause everyone's got their whole, everyone's like, I already have a billion prints. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was already kind of thinking of like new things I wanted to do. And yeah, and like now without, I don't really sell, like I, I know it's maybe going too personal into business stuff, but like I don't really sell books online very much. And I think maybe that's because the comic is online for free. Sure, so right. So it's like, if I'm going to read it online or or I'll, I'll just read it online, I don't need the book. Um, yeah. So, and I just no, and tend I, to sell books better in person. Like when you're at con, you're like, oh, book, cool. And then, but I don't think people go looking for the book um, online necessarily. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, there's no reason I couldn't buy chapter nine. Cause I think, I think I'm up through eight uh, in the books. Uh, there's no reason I couldn't buy nine online. I just had, I didn't even think to do it because I see you at con every year. Yeah. So well, <laughs> you can't, you can't buy it. Cause I didn't print it. Cause I was like, <laughs> <'cause>, oh. <laughs> So, so, right. okay. so, so I was like, yeah, I didn't bother. I was like, it would cost too much to print. Um, yeah. Luckily I hadn't printed it yet. And then once COVID hit, I was like, I'm not going to print these books until I know there's a convention. Cause I don't want to buy like a thousand books and not sell right. a single one. <laughs> so. Right. Right. 
right right so luckily yeah, yeah. I, luckily i bought i started buying stuff for conventions but luckily i didn't do books because books are the most expensive thing to print so yeah yeah they are yeah uh man it's it's comic creation is so fascinating right like because you, you at the end of it, you look at it and you're like, oh, hey, here's this book, this, you know, either magazine sized floppy or like this, you know, perfect bound graphic novel kind of thing, right? Like, here's this thing that's full of all these drawings and you pay somewhere between three and 15 bucks for it, right? Depending on on pages or whatever. But like, when you really break down what you're getting for that, like you're, you're kind of stealing, <laughs> right? <laughs> because like, well, because think about it, right? Like, you buy you, how much your, your mystery Bible books are like 10 15 dollars like in that range right yeah the individual chapters are 10 um okay for like 40 so, pages but then you also charge like like you personally charge like 10 15 bucks for a print and then like i know i've bought some of your one-of-a-kind stuff that's like 30 dollars. yeah right and it's like i mean i guess it balances out because you're getting more like you're selling more copies of the comic right but it's still like if if this you know carol danvers ms marvel thing that i have that's staring at me right now that's adorable and thank you again for that by the way uh if that thing cost me 30 bucks and there's six drawings like that on the comic page and they have backgrounds and multiple characters like the math on this just doesn't work yeah and to be honest like a lot of things i draw it's mostly for me like i think if i wanted to be, make more money Mm -hmm. I should just be a commission artist or doing those little originals because I'll be honest with you. Um, I make a lot more money selling um, original arts than I yeah. do selling books, but I want to do, <laughs> but I want to make the books. So it's more like my, my own selfish, I don't, I don't know, selfish or whatever. Like I want to do the book. So it's like right. not really the smartest business choice for me. Cause I think, the cute little chibis is kind of like, is my, um, uh, is my milk and honey. I don't know. <laughs> We're not yeah. worth. But like, I would think I'd be more successful if I focused on that, but I just really want to make comics. <laughs> my own stupid yeah. comics. So I was like, I just choose to not make money, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, comic, comics is one of the things like you have to love comics to make comics. Yeah. Like you can't, you're not going to get rich. It's not 1991 anymore, guys. You're not going to get rich making comics. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> like maybe, maybe you'll get really lucky like Robert Kirkman did. Like you'll make a, a crazy zombie comic and 10 years later, AMC will turn it into a TV show. But like, man, the chances of that happening anymore are pretty slim. And uh, I don't know, man. Good luck. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Although I was I was watching a thing Todd McFarlane was saying, uh, I don't know if it was a podcast or an interview or something. He was saying like, you know, if you look at the top 300 comics, most of the ones that come out are from Marvel and, and DC and Marvel's owned by Disney now. And Warner Brothers is owned or uh, Warner Brothers owns DC. So like if you're an independent comic creator and you can make it to the top 300 monthly selling comics consistently, like you've actually got a really good shot of getting picked up by another like production studio to have a film or TV show made about your thing because most of that stuff is, is taken up already. Uh, now that doesn't necessarily apply like, cause you're just doing an annual, like, Hey, here's my graphic novel. Come get it mm -hmm. from me at the con or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, if you are the person that can keep a 
the 20 page monthly schedule, which man, God bless you. If you can. (laughs) 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 People like Val and I struggle over like five or six pages a month. Yeah. (laughs) My coffee. I need more coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I guess the other side of that too is we're doing everything ourselves. So yeah, except except I don't do all the writing. <laughs> so <you put> that <laughs> on me. <laughs> and I haven't actually made comic pages in two years. So I, you know, really, has it been that long? It's been a while. Yeah, um, because I, I got the job doing graphic design. So like, I I'm a full time artist now, and so when I come home, like, I don't always yeah. just want to sit in oh, Photoshop all yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this year's been a little different because I've been working from home. So sort of between projects, I I've been messing around with some stuff. Um, Brendan and I did write a Hawk and Croc story that we decided not to publish because one of the main characters dies. Uh... And like on one hand, it would be like, Oh cool. Like we can actually shut the door on this and we can do it like, and, and just be done. Um, but then we were like, you know, this year is not the year to do that. Yeah. So yeah, I feel uh, it. I, I understand. Yeah, but Val, it's half done. Like, wow. like the first two pages are colored and lettered and and everything, and the rest of it is roughed out. Most of it's inked. Like, it's it would take me maybe two weeks to finish, uh, if I really wanted to. Oh my god! Okay, uh, well, so I might I might post it on stickmania.com. Yeah, just save yeah. it. Save it for when it's a happy day in the world, and then just hit us with the snap yells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's. Like we like, and we decided we just need to go in a different direction. Like it's this is not, it's not the right time to do that. There's still more stuff to be done in the Hawk and Croc world or whatever. Like, um, I I've got some vague ideas of things I want to do, and and they might be you know like flashback stories or whatever. But like, uh, it's this is not the time to do to do that. But it was it was an interesting thought exercise of like, well, if we were going to end things, how would we do it? And we figured it out. We found a good way to do it, and like it's it's really close to it was really close to happening and then like work got busy right before the holidays so i couldn't like finish it mm-hmm. uh and then we were reflecting we we're like yeah this is a bad idea <laughs> so <laughs> well if that's what you're kind of sticking to as like when you are ready to end and that's mm-hmm. that makes it a lot easier for writing ways because that way you can always you know where it's headed put it out because it's already half done yeah <laughs> So. Listen, I'm just saying you can't have Hawk and Croc without Hawk and Croc, right? <laughs> so can you take one of them away. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, See, now it, what you it, can do is you can just tease everyone like, oh, you almost have Hawk die. Oh, no, you almost had Croc die. And then you just keep psyching us out. Like, is this it? Is this the time? It's over. Is I, I, this the know, <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, what I'm probably going to do is I'm probably I'm probably just going to add the lettering on all the pages that don't have it. Leave leave everything in whatever state it is. Like the really scribbly roughs and stuff. Like just leave those as they are. Um, maybe with little arrows pointing to which characters since they're not all clear. Uh, and just put it on psychoindy.com. Be like the ending that almost was. And then mm-hmm. we thought better of it. <laughs> <laughs> they do have, I do have some Hawk and Croc Apocrypha stuff on there. Um, there's there's like some little one page gags. There's a four page comic I wrote that uh, I wrote like seven years after where it takes place in the in the story, mm-hmm. and uh, like the first time that Hawk and Fire Raven kiss, like that was a, a big thing, right? Like oh, we did for them in high school is the first time they kissed, and I wrote the next four pages after that later. Um, so like that's on Psychomania.com because I was like 
you know, this is done. Like it's done. Like I, I, I drew it. I inked it. I penciled it. I, I scanned, uh, drew it, it co- scanned it, colored it. Like it's, it's done. And it's just been sitting on my hard drive for like three years. Yeah, that's bonus content. Like, bonus content yeah. right there. Yeah. Bonus content that isn't on the official hunk rock uh, thing. And then like some, some little like one-off, you know, doodles or sketches that like I posted on Tumblr. I deleted my Tumblr account a couple years ago. So like it, like that stuff doesn't exist anywhere anymore. So I was like, yeah, I'll put that up on, on my site. So like, it's at least it's out there. You yes. Know? It deserves to be seen. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Do you have any apocryphal mystery Babylon stuff? <laughs> you mean like stuff that never released sort of thing? Like yeah, never released or, or like, like, did you draw a page and you were like, Oh yeah. All the time. The wrong way to go in the story. And like, I need to like course correct or anything. Yeah. Like originally I have a character named Delilah. And I originally yeah. was going to kill her off really early in the story. And, mm. and now she's like an integral part to everything. And I can't <laughs> imagine her not being there. So it's kind of like, oh, man, I really, yeah, I really changed course on that <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty happily. Yeah. Um, yeah, originally I was going to have her die like, almost like chapter two or something like that. I was she's going to kind of just show up and, and, and tootle off. Um, but uh, and I have a bunch of pages where like I would start. I start my chapters with a flashback and I always kind of go back and forth on how I want it to start. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so I have a bunch of like unused scenes from stuff that I kind of like, I'm like, I'll keep this in my back pocket. Cause maybe I want to use it. Maybe it fits better later. So I have a bunch of sure. stuff like that's just never been shared. And then I have a Delilah um, backstory comic about her and kick like, before oh. so like it's like a, i guess an origin story i don't know if it's an origin story but um and it's like this whole 48 page thing that i have written and laid out and i just and i have a fan that every asked me like is delilah is it done i'm like no <laughs> i haven't touched it i'm so sorry i can't keep up <laughs> so yeah um, i'm sorry i'm like maybe next year and it's been like five years <laughs> so Oh no! It's <laughs> done. I just need to actually make it. I just need to draw it. But the writing part's comic- done, so it's like comics are hard and they take a long time. So like, yeah. What are you gonna do? You're not. You're gonna draw 48 pages while you're drawing 48 pages. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> this would have been the perfect year to do it. Like the year without conventions, I was just too sad. <laughs> it was hard enough just to keep up with the normal stuff. It would have been like the year, the year of getting so much drawing done. I just could. I, it's just. It's too sad. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Twenty twenty was a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, like, you know, some people, like, some people have have found side gigs and have done really well. But like, most people this year was pretty shitty. Yeah. So, I, I don't blame anyone for not getting everything done this year. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, it it. Yeah, man, it just. <sighs> I don't, yeah. know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Like, I feel like a lot of people are just trying to keep their head above water. Just to like, just yeah. even just like mentally just make it through. Cause a lot of people like just, it's uh, even if they don't have like, you know, they don't have to go into work or if they get to work from home, you would think in an ideal world, it's like, Oh yeah. If I, if I can just work from home, I can get so much stuff done, but the mental toll of everything and, you know, uh, listen, I will, t- I will tell you this. I have I had thought for years, right? I had just had this huge mountain of video games. And I uh, I was actually listening to some old Atomic Monsoons uh, this month. And I was like, as soon as we went to COVID, I was like, well, I mean, I'm going to be working from home. So that's a couple hours. I don't have to ride the bus to and from work every day. Maybe I'll make a dent in some of these video games. 
six months in, man, I was like, I haven't touched a single one. Yeah. So clearly it was, you know, there was, there's the part of me that always did want to go through and like, you know, go through and, and play some of these games or play them again, or finally beat, you know, kid chameleon on the second Genesis or whatever. Uh, and I just never did. So I was like, well, I guess I don't really want to do it that bad then, yeah. you know, because <laughs> I have some extra time every day. There's no reason I couldn't set that, you know, yeah. like take that time to, to, to do to, and, and not just the video games. Like I have, I have so many comics that I've bought over the years and never, like I have full runs of a bunch of X-Men series, like, like X-Factor and Excalibur stuff. I, I've read some of it, yeah. you know, but like, and now that I have the time, I'm not doing it. So it's like, well, I guess, I guess I really just wanted to collect these to collect them. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I have used a lot of 2020 to sort of reflect on like, okay, what are, what are the things that are actually important to me? And like, what am I doing? Because it's just stuff that I was doing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know what? But we're yeah, gonna I also back, get... We're going to look back on this and laugh and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's 2020. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's, and I don't want to, okay, we need to talk about something else. I want to okay. end the show. Happy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> happy does, happy does. <laughs> so the first time we met, mm-hmm. the first time you and I met, uh, it was, it was at Phoenix comic-con back when it was still called Phoenix comic-con and, and our buddy Ben, uh, sat us down next to each other at dinner and, was like hey andy val does this other comic and i was wearing a ninja turtles wristband and you pointed at it and you said oh my god ninja turtles i used to love playing turtles in time and i thought oh we're gonna be best friends (laughs) the same turtle ornaments (laughs) what's that you have the same because i went over to your house and you had ninja turtle ornaments and i'm like i have (laughs) when i was a kid (laughs) (laughs) yes that ornament is uh, our, I mean, it's, it, we're recording this just a couple of days after Christmas or whatever. So my tree is still up. That ornament is on the tree this nice. year though. So Yay. yeah. Yeah. Do you, remember, uh, do, you remember, do you remember the restaurant? This is all blurry to me. Was it, I think it was just networks. I think we we're on the patio okay. at networks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, man, it's one of those, just every so often there's, there's those, those chance conversations that you have. And for me, that that one is just one of those ones that just it happened and it stuck out and it's like okay great but you know what's funny is we've never we've never really talked about turtles in time yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about turtles in time sure. <laughs> uh, so i never played the arcade version of turtle well as a kid i didn't play the arcade version of turtle ti- turtles in time until like years later mm-hmm. um but when i got my super nintendo for christmas in 1992 uh i i got my dad or Santa or whatever got us the Super Nintendo and like a couple of games. And I looked at them and I was like, I could play Mario. Mario could be the first one that I put on. And that would be the one that makes the most sense. But I feel like it would be way cooler if I had the story that I played turtles in time first, because then I can tell that story for my entire life. (laughs) That was 1992. So 28 years later, I'm still telling this story, which is great. Uh, so Turtles in Time it wasn't the first Super Nintendo game I played, but it was the first game I played on my Super Nintendo. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's my big Turtles in Time story. I mean, also, one time I beat the game on hard without continuing. Oh, my God. Um, I think I yeah. beat the game. I don't I don't think I ever play on hard. I think okay. I beat the game like maybe two times because I'd always get to like the future space 
mission and I always yeah. die there like I would that's when I would get my game overs is that like first first there's the space mission where you're kind of surfing on the board uh, yeah, and, Neon like, Rider. and then after that there's a, like a side scrolly mission in space with you know you know what's funny Val <laughs> that, that's the last level what that's the last level of the game yeah it's like right at the end and I would always die there and I, I know I beat the game but I would play it over and over again and then always get to that stupid level and just and then just die so close all those all the time wasted <laughs> wasn't wasted but Hey, yeah. you know what's funny? Uh, that that surfing space level, Neon Knight Riders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So the whole point of Turtles in Time is that the turtles are fighting, and Shredder sticks them into a time warp, and you have to go fight through history, and then you end up fighting in the future. That future level, Neon Knight Riders, is AD two thousand twenty. No. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, that last one, Starbase, where North Shore has gone before, I think it's like like 3,100 or something. Like it, it's it's okay. pretty far out there. Oh, okay. So, okay, so, so I still got time. Yeah, you still got some time. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to look another thousand years. But yeah. Uh, but Neon Knight Riders takes place in uh, 2020. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. That seems so futuristic back then. I remember it, it was. Well, I mean, gosh. Yeah. You know, when you, when you look at, when you look at like, you know, like the Jetsons takes place in like 2050 or something like, and, and like, we're not going to get there, you yeah. know, that's not what it's going to look like. Um, and I know Harvey Birdman, attorney at law made the joke that the Jetsons takes place in 2002. Like it doesn't actually take place then. Uh, but that was really funny in 2005 where they're like, we're from the future of 2002. And it's like, wait a minute. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like you look back at the, the uh, you know, the past version of the future and we're not none of them are yeah. almost none of them are right so yeah um i did like that Star level Trek though might... i did yeah. like that level yeah it's a super fun level <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah my favorite my favorite one is probably skull and crossbones which is the, <laughs> the uh, pirate ship with one yeah and oh you... no i'm sorry that that's my favorite name. Uh, Bury my shell at wounded yeah, knee is my favorite. That's level. the one. The title of the chapter I remember best. Yeah, bury my yeah. shell at wounded knee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the music in that stage is is fantastic, and I don't know, it's great. Uh, having the foot soldiers hiding in the ponchos in the background and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I like the sewer surfing one. Um, yes. I, w- I knew where everything, all the spikes and like the pizzas were, and I would fight. Mm-hmm. I I have two sisters. So we all had to take turns, and then we'd oh, always sure. like fight to see like who could get the pizzas <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> it was always like a war, like who could get it. Oh man, yeah. The advantage of having one sibling is that we would just play together. Yeah. So have to take turns and share. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Learning to share is a valuable asset, and uh, I think it serves a lot of people more later in life I, than I lived life. my life in thirty-minute intervals. It's like you get the internet for thirty minutes, and then that's it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you turn thirty minutes. Time's up. <laughs> Hand it oh. over. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. That's though. a. I love that. That's a whole different experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when that's when that's what your life is, right? like okay well that's that's what life is and 
I don't know, having, having, uh, like when we first moved out here, like my brother got the TV in his room and I didn't have one, but that just meant I had more time to sit in my, in my room and listen to music. Like that was, that's where I learned about music is cause I was like, well, I have a radio, I guess I could listen to that. <laughs> uh, and so I listened to music and was drawing all the time. Mm. So, uh, if not for having a sibling, I may not be an artist. <laughs> But you'd have a really big TV in your room. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, so were you the younger brother then? Because the older brother. I'm the older brother. Oh, so uh, and you gave the they let the little brother have the TV in the in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was, I mean, I was turning fourteen, and you know, teenage boys need need privacy. Teenagers need privacy as much as possible. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Uh, and this was the first time that we were going to have our own individual rooms. So I was like, you know, I don't want you coming in to my room uh like right to randomly. watch tv gotcha yeah just to watch tv gotcha. so or to play games so, like, or whatever yeah um so yeah yeah um but whatever it, it, it is what it is you know <laughs> i as the older sibling as well understand your gracious attitude yes yeah <laughs> Okay, I think that's good. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to play Turtles in Time. I wonder if it's on the Switch. I doubt it. It's, it's not. Oh, dang it. Because I would have bought it. Yeah. Uh, I do. No, I don't. I don't. I have the cartridge and I don't know where it went. Um, I, I did. Of it or something? Or? I mean, there are. There are. You know, I. I, I in public, I like to try to keep things legal. Right. So. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Once, uh, once it's safe to do so, and everyone's all vaccinated up and everything, we should definitely hang out and play Turtles in Time. Yeah, I'll see how much I remember. Let's see if it comes back to me. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, if it was on, if it was on Switch, I, I definitely would have bought it. Um, but it's one of those things where like Nickelodeon owns the Turtles now, and Konami made the game, and so, and I think, I think Ubisoft has the Turtles license, so like. They have to license the game from Konami to re-release it. And then like, that's a whole, just, it's a whole mess of everything, you know? Yeah. Legal red tape, stupid real life, not letting us have fun in our entertainment. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. One more great thing about Turtles in Time before, before we end it. Yeah. 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 One thing I love about Turtles in Time is that I believe it was the top like LR triggers. I mean, mm-hmm. you're fighting like a foot soldier. You could like grab a guy and throw him at the camera. That was the best. <laughs> I wish all games had that. It's 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 a super cool effect until like there's that you have to fight Shredder by throwing guys into the screen. At him. <laughs> and it like uh it and on on easy and normal, it's totally fine. Yeah. On hard, it's those foot soldiers that have the tonfas that block all of your attacks. Yeah. So you can't oh, like smack suck. them. And, and it makes that ting noise, like ting ting, make sure you get uh-huh. I hate that. Yeah, yeah those guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've got to like shoulder butt them and then throw them into the screen right. and like yeah. if you time it wrong, like they just die and you're like, ugh, Shutter's shooting me and, and has that weird pincher thing and yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I probably play it on easy. I probably play it on easy, which is why I just would like to throw guys is yeah, well, yeah. Because I think on easy it's just the the regular foot soldiers, and then on on normal difficulty it's the guys with the uh, shurikens. So right, I played see. Turtles in Time a lot, Val. Yeah, it's a really good game. I, I I wonder how many years it's actually been. And I, 
since I played it. But oh, I, I know I played number. it at some point in 2020. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I went through and I played all the Turtles games again in 2020. I never beat, I've still never beaten that first one on, on the 8-bit Nintendo, but uh, yeah, all of the old classic Turtles games, I went back um, and played all of them this year. So I didn't play everything else. I played yeah. that. I played all those. <laughs> it's like priorities, priorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Cool. Well, Val, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Nice to talk yeah. arts and stuff with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, why don't we, I mean, if you're up for it, right, I'd love to have you back, like, when you're running a Kickstarter or when you're, you know, trying to promote a new book, like, whenever, whenever that's happening. Okay. Um, you know, It'll to help. It'll happen someday. Yeah, yeah, someday. Yeah. It'll happen. I mean, there's, there's light at the end of this tunnel now. Yeah. Right? It, I don't know how long the tunnel is, but <laughs> there's light at the end of it. Um, at, by the end of 2021, I think things should be more or less back to whatever normal means anymore. Yeah um so yeah but whenever i don't know whenever you got another project going on or or a kickstarter or something like let's have you back on and and uh you know talk some more and and maybe help spread the word cool super cool cool in the meantime uh are you just like at kit girl everywhere um so uh i'm at kit girl on twitter and instagram and okay. if you want to read my webcomic um it's all for free at least i put out a new page every monday you can read that at kick dash, like little symbol, uh, girl.com. So kick dash girl.com. And then I'm also sometimes on Tumblr and that's also kick dash girl. Um, so it's one of the two, I would say the easiest way to find me is just go to Twitter. Kick, kick girl is pretty easy to remember. And I got yeah, links to yeah. everything there. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's me. Cool. Well, everyone go read mystery Babylon because it's super fun. And Val's art is adorable. Oh. Uh, and uh, honestly, like I do have that one of a kind Ms. Marvel. It's, it's, she's staring at me right now. Like that's <laughs> when I left the moment to the office, I rescued it because it was in my cubicle. And now she just smiles at me all day. Yay. So. <laughs> that makes me feel happy. Thank you. <laughs>